Okay. So the whole ECG thing. Yeah. Yeah. So my heart is like straighter. It's not angled. So as it's much. more central. Mm. Apparently that's normal, but. Is that because? I'm more elongated. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, the, and I think fatter people, it like pushes up and changes the position as well. Well, because you'd have more visceral fat in yeah. there, around your organs. And apparently taller people um, are more likely to get cancers. That's not a vibe. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they're doing like research into looking at why like blue whales and shit, like massive creatures don't yeah. die of cancer. And they reckon it's because the one theory is that the tumors themselves get cancers and get killed off before the, the original tumor is large enough to have an impact on like the size of the animal. That's super random. Yeah. Yeah. That's one idea. Whenever I see a really tall person, I always go to like uh, a default. I wonder if they have Marfan syndrome. <laughs> What's that? It's where you have like um, connective tissue that like, oh, keeps yeah, growing. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, like super elastic. Yeah. And like you, be, oh, yeah. Fuck, stuff that, hey. Well, it's, you know, not really good for you. I think people die oh. like a high like, mortality rate. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Oh, on that bombshell, welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> That's a bit depressing. Uh, well, welcome to Big and Small Talk. This is Katie. I'm and Luke. <laughs> That's Luke. How tall are you, Luke? Six foot nine. And I'm five foot two. <laughs> name of our pod is still wrong. It's it's so funny. Like we named it that, and like the, one of the first things we talked about on the pod, I'm like, being tall is dumb. Like you shouldn't. <laughs> everyone uses it to, but then it's like become a crux of the intro. I know. We say it every fucking week, and people <laughs> love it. Like when I shared the photo of you and I on, on my Instagram, <laughs> people bloody loved it. I got some really nice. <laughs> a lot yes. of them calling me a midget. Which Anyone's a midget next to me. <laughs> Actually, um, that is that an inflammatory label? We shouldn't say that. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm the same height as LeBron James, but obviously not as good looking or as ripped. So I'm sure Amy would. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Depends who you ask, Luke. <laughs> um, so this week we're going to talk about staying positive in times of adversity mm. and... How do you maintain motivation when you feel like the momentum has been disrupted? Yeah. And it's um, topical for you because you've had a bit of a rough week. I have had a pretty crappy week. And it's so funny like because last week I was feeling awesome. Like my training was going really well. I was feeling well. You had that awesome news about having maybe going to Melbourne and all that. Yeah. 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 That's right. Like I was really excited that, you know, in August I'm going to go to Melbourne, going to do a photo shoot. Yeah meet some new people brand new experience for you yeah as well which is awesome exactly it's not something that i would usually do yeah um and then as soon as something gets thrown into the mix a little stick to trip me over (laughs) it's like that meme of the kid riding the bike and then someone comes along and just puts a stick on the spot the the stick is adversity and i'm the person on the bike (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah i was i started feeling unwell and then i hurt myself yeah. Which meant I couldn't train all that, week. And that was your momentum, really, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because that was your driving force, was training, achieving, training, achieving. Yeah. It's one of the things where, I think we talked about it, like, uh, in one of the early pods, um, the difference between, like, big achievement and little achieve, like little goals. Yeah. And it's really funny, because when I think about your situation this week, leading up to 
being injured. You were mm. probably achieving the little, little goals. And that was what was keep pushing you along to the big goal, which is the photo shoot, right? Yeah. And now you can't achieve the little goals, but that big goal is still hanging over you. I know. So then you get that pressure. Yeah. It's like, I've got to like, keep performing. I like to affectionately call it a fear umbrella. Fear umbrella. Yeah, because when you stop reaching those small goals, the bloody umbrella pops open. Yeah, right. And it can be, it can overshadow you. Yeah. And that can be really hard to get out of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, personally, like to maintain some positivity, you know, I just kept thinking like, this isn't a long-term injury. It's only short term. Yeah. If I do the regime that my doctor has outlined, I'm going to get better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back in the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all, the onus is on me to maintain eating acceptably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think goals. like um, I have a bad relationship with food. And anytime I'm feeling like, you know, annoyed or pissed off or <clears throat> unwell or sick, I always eat poorly. So do I. Yeah. It's um, like... Um, you get this good habit going and then boom, yeah. just fall off it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's really it's really telling that uh, the little goals leading up to the big goal, you interrupt the little goals, the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. It just shatters everything. When if you, let's say... You're doing the little goals and then someone, it came back and it's like, oh, sorry, we can't do the photo shoot. That's not going to interrupt your little no. goals at no. all. Yeah. Like, you know, for whatever reason, just say I couldn't fly down to Melbourne because there was, you know, some quarantine Another issues. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which yeah. I think they're dealing with some stuff <laughs> yeah, in yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but just say I couldn't go. The, that doesn't take anything away from me really because I can go another time. I can go... Yeah. meet my friends another time yeah but if you take away the, the little driving thing. force right. for me to want to continue persevering yeah. that's a little it's way it's, harder to get that back it's yeah it's it, really challenging it is i think it's harder to get those little habits back than it is to get a big goal back yeah because yeah i think it's really um important to remember a that Rome wasn't built in a day too. So yeah. all the little habits that you've made are were always going to be working towards a bigger goal. Mm-hmm. And it is also okay to feel a bit upset when that is just, is disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I thought was quite telling what you just said then as well, it's like, oh, so I lost my little habit and I injured myself. Mm. So then your goal, your little goal orientation became, well, I need to do the little things my doctor has set out to get better. Yep. So you, you, you realigned your purpose, your day-to-day purpose yeah. or whatever. It wasn't your training. It wasn't, oh, I need to train this hard, etc. It was, I need to rehab this hard now. Yeah. So you, you've successfully adjusted your, your um, goal orientation. I don't know. I can't really think of a good phrase for it. Yeah. Um, and I think the trap people get into is when that little thing gets in the way, they can't adjust what their their um, small goal is and then they yeah. fall off. Yeah. Um, and the, I think that intervention, that's the critical part of staying on the right track. It can track. be very pivotal. It's freaking hard to and do. And it is very hard. Even, you know, like I've had <clears> years <throat> of habit changing and readjustment, years of it now. 
and I'm in a position now where like there are external stresses in my life that continuously pop up and Mm -hmm. I've had time to deal with those things but you know when I initially hurt myself my immediate thinking was oh my god I can't train I'm gonna feel crap this week I'm gonna be upset like when really it would have been a lot more productive to be like okay yes this sucks I'm gonna do the rehab I'm gonna get myself in working order so I can get back to work get back to the gym yeah and like you clearly you you got to that point eventually but what was the little nudge to get to that point because like it was like I needed I needed a couple of days to feel sorry for myself (laughs) (laughs) I think that's okay as well yeah and it and that's honestly what I did is I, I like kind of took like two, three days. I felt crappy. I let myself feel crappy. And then I think I have made enough changes in me for the habits to surface. Yeah. So the habit for me is like, okay, I need to get back onto the wagon. I yeah. need to get back into what's going to make me purposeful again. Cause yeah. Something about me and my happiness is that I, I feel happy if I feel purposeful. Yeah. And that, you know, that's purposeful to my friends. Like, I, I like mm-hmm. to be helpful. I, I like to um, be helpful to my family, which means I need to be healthy and yeah. those sorts of things. So, yeah. as soon as I could realign and have that in the front of my head rather than the stupid feeling of the victimhood. Yeah, that crappy victim mentality. I'm just saying, like, everybody can feel it and it's okay to feel well, it. I think it's how you come it, back from that's it. That's right. It's the it's the journey out of victimhood yeah. that is the most important part. It's okay to f- be a everyone can be a victim yeah. and you can always have bad things happen to you and it yeah. everyone always has bad things happen to them. That's life. Yeah. But the challenge of life is staying as a victim or coming out of it. Um, how you navigate it is uh and then where you critical. end up at the end as well right yeah um uh, there's no doubt in my mind that i'm gonna next week my back's gonna feel better yeah. i'm gonna get back into the gym you know slowly yeah um i'm gonna have the motivation to eat right yeah because i want to make my coach proud yeah shout out to ben <laughs> and to <laughs> my strength training coach nate like i i I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be fine. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. Um, how do you get over those doubts? Oh, that's the challenging bit. And I think it's different for everyone. Like you need to figure out what's the mo- more important to you. Because if your goals align with your values, then those values aren't going to go away, right? So no matter yeah. what um, hiccup you may find yourself lo- along the road those internal values they're fundamentally a lot harder to to sort of shift because it's what you value so you can feel sorry for yourself for a bit but i think that drive that initial driving force will be a, a much louder voice in your head yeah if you're working towards that well it's what you spoke to about feeling purposeful that yeah. feeling of purposefulness yeah. It's really you <clears throat> going, these are the things I value and that's what I need to be striving to achieve. Yeah. And if and if your priority set and your value set aren't aligned, which I think a lot of people's aren't, that's when you start feeling the turbulence in your mental health. Mm. And that's when it starts to become really hard to motivate to do the things that you value and want to be doing. Yeah. Um, 
because I think about my own stuff and I'm like, yeah, like one of the things I've said this year was I want to try and get healthier because I have put on tons of weight over the years um, since I like stopped playing basketball as much and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, set up little goals. Yeah. I deprioritized some of the main facets of life. So work, um, uh, like, and it's not that I don't care about what I'm, when I'm at work, it's more, I don't let it bother me when it's stressful, whatever. It's kind of just, that's what it is. It's a prioritization. Yeah. It's like, it's, I'm still finding it hard to explain, but, um, it's not some, it's not that I don't care, but it's more, I don't let it dictate how I'm feeling. Um, and I, I think it's incredibly important not to take that stuff home with you. But anyway, so, you know, like we have, like between Amy and I, we have these overarching goals we want to do, like we're trying to save all these things. I'm like that. And like last year I was like really trying to stress about it. And then this year I kind of went, that's going to happen regardless of how much I stress about it. Like it will just naturally happen. So why bother about stressing about it? So then work and saving kind of dropped. Now in the consumption one, I realized I was probably not being as diligent with my saving. And it's probably because I dropped it too far down on my priority list. Right. So, and that was making me feel turbulent. So I had to bump it back up a little bit. So it's adjusting those priorities and stuff that what I think is what keeps you on track to achieving whatever goal you want yeah. and not forgetting why you're doing things. And it's the same with fitness. Like, you know, I t- told you, like I set out, I wanted to do X amount of workouts per week. Yeah. And then I started to drop off and it required me to come back and go, what the hell am I going, what am I doing at the moment? And what was the original goal? adjust and then start achieving it again and it's okay to kind of fall off but it's that bounce back that needs to happen one of the things that i think is critical to help with that bounce back is actually write down when you're first setting out these little goals write down exactly what they are and why you want to achieve them and where you want to end up with them and give yourself like a time frame make them achievable as well because then when you are in these lulls you can kind of go what was i thinking back then and it's like, okay, how can I adjust what I'm doing now to get back to that point and then go further after? Yeah. And I think um, it's that ability to be able to identify what's even caused the turbulence in the first place. Yeah. And I, I, I seriously think now it is when, you're, when your priority set might not be aligned properly or what you're doing isn't aligned with your priority set. Two different things though. Yeah. Like if your priorities are out of whack, um, it will affect... Because you will naturally try and align your, what your priorities are with what you are doing. Yeah, your life will start to become not in sync. At the same time, like if you're purposely doing things that don't line up with your priorities, you're not doing what you want to do. Exactly. So you're forcing yourself to do stuff you're not going to do. You're never going to achieve that goal. Yeah. Um, so I think you need to be keeping in check both of them. Yeah. And as soon as you get that synergy, that's when you're like really motivated. I think. Yeah, and I think it's. That's really interesting because motivation is incredibly fleeting. I don't think he, there's no such thing as being motivated all the time. Even yeah. even your top one percenters in the fitness industry, mm. they are not motivated all the time. But it'd they, be impossible to. Yeah, it's impossible. You get tired. Yeah. Simple as that. But that motivation comes when you flick back to your priorities and realigning yeah. them. 
Yeah. And as soon as you do that, they're, they're kind of synonymous, really. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as, like, this morning, so this morning was a bit of a pivotal moment for me in my mood. Yeah. And I felt a lot more elevated as soon as I... Got out and got moving again. Yeah, yeah. I got up. I could move with less pain today. Yeah. Uh, I felt, you know, confident in the fact that, yes, I'm healing. Things are going in the right tra- trajectory. Yeah. I'm going to get back out yeah, there. Yeah, you've achieved the little goal that you yeah. set out at the start of the week. And, it and so then there's that dopamine hit and then that gives you the motivation to keep going. Exactly. Yeah, and, um, I 100% agree. It's, you know, it hasn't taken as long as I thought because, you know, mm-hmm. I initially thought the injury potentially could have been a lot worse than it is. Turns out that it's not, which is excellent. Um, that's a little boost. That's that's another little boost. Yeah. It's like, okay. Unexpect- that's a thing we could talk about as well is when you get unexpected good news versus unexpected bad news and how that can... But finish <laughs> what you're saying and then we can get into that. Well, essentially, like, yeah. that's what I was getting at is that, like, you know, the, the, these little things that I was just telling myself, I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, I need to implement this. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's one thing I kind of I, I I talk about a lot as well with friends and family. I feel like it's okay to like lull in the down times. Yeah. But knowing that you're gonna come back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Um, yeah. It's... If you lull in the downtime and you're not thinking about coming back, and it could be like I'm gonna do this next week, and even if next week you don't do it, it's like well next week I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And if you keep telling yourself that, you will eventually come out of it. Like, I firmly believe that. Right. It's, yeah. I think it's really important to follow through with. Well, the stuff point is make, when when yourself. you set that goal and then you do finally come back, you will feel so much better for it that next time you're in that lull, it'll be easier for you to come back again because you'll be like, yeah. oh, last time I did that, I, I felt so much better. So you will just do it, and then boom, you're out of it. Hundred percent. There's been times in my life where. You know, like everybody has times where they feel like they've hit rock bottom or they've, you Mm -hmm. know, been really emotional, whatever. And there's been times in my life where I I thought that I was in a place where I couldn't get out of it and I have gotten out of it and have been better off for it. Yeah. So now when I get into these sort of state of minds, I'm able to think back on, Mm -hmm. okay, actually, this is just, this is just one moment in time. Yeah. This isn't a defining moment. And like, you can also think about like, and and it is like reflect personal reflection, but it's like, what did I do last time to get myself out of this? Let's just do that again. And then like, if it works, you'll be out of it. If it doesn't work, well, you're probably still going to be better off than when you started at least. Like, it'll be easier then to, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think staying motivated is making sure that your priority your your priorities are aligned with your actions. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really hard because life gets in the way a lot. Yeah, so, and uh, you sh- and you shouldn't feel bad. No. Nah. For reacting mm-hmm. to something going wrong wrong in your life, mm-hmm. and that reaction may be that you feel sad, yeah. or that reaction may be that you it's a setback right so you're bummed out yeah that's all right feel it i'm a big fan believer in just feeling your feelings because if you don't feel it in the moment if you don't let yourself go through that process then you yeah you run the risk of um well if you're neglecting those feelings right you can't recognize them later exactly when you're back there again and you will go back there like it's just how it is it picks and troughs yeah all the time yeah um, and for some people, it peaks and troughs harder. Yeah. And then that means it's harder for them to, and that's that's mental health. But um, 
in, it, the same skills apply, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but exactly what you're saying, though, like you're saying, like, you know, you achieve those little goals. Myself this morning, like, I have a late shift tonight, so I'm going to be up till midnight. Yeah. But um, still got up at eight, came downstairs, cleaned up, did my workout, showered. Oh, it's only nine o'clock. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. one thing um, I was saying to Amy, because we're talking about, like, what kind of goals we want to achieve and and one thing that amy said i think it's really smart it's like shouldn't worry about how long it's going to take to achieve whatever activity you need to do in the moment i think we think time is quite fleeting but we actually you can find time a lot so it's like when you walked in i was cutting up the vegetables it's like well you told me you're going to be late it's like what am i going to do sit here for 10 minutes while you come no just start prepping the next thing i need to do yeah um i brought you coffee yeah well yeah that helps (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, that I think that sort of action though can only be achieved when you're coming you're coming out or above, you know where you you know the lull. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when you're coming back down, it's hard to like readjust and do those things again. Yeah, but the point is being able to identify. Yeah. So the quicker you're able to identify, the quicker you're able yeah. to work your way out. Yeah. And you can work your way out. Yeah. But now, like, I know I'm gonna have a like I already feel good. And I'm, I know I'm gonna have a good day. I mean, literally last night, finish, yesterday finishing work, I was saying to a co-worker like, oh, tomorrow's going to be shit. It's like, yeah. no, well, it's not. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's, it can, you can sort of relate it to um, one thing that I find super interesting is that if you just say you feel down. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of people's knee-jerk reactions is to, like, if they listen to music, they'll listen to music that relates to their current feeling. Yeah, right? so relate to the, f- the... Yeah, I know where you're you know going. what I mean? Yeah, I know so where like you're you, going. you'll listen yeah. to crappy music and you'll sit at home and you'll you'll feel crap. Like, yeah. oh, my back hurts. I'm going to listen to some Celine Dion. Yeah. Um, is that what you did? Which That's not an accurate representation of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um there's actually science behind um when when you're feeling crap just sit there and smile to yourself so when you smile you actually trigger dopamine release yeah i think and i think um uh, where i thought you were going to go with that was um listen to music or consume like if media is a big thing for you like which it is for me but that's what i am getting at yeah, yeah. listen to something so that's opposite. gonna put you in the mood you yeah. want to be in yeah, so do 100%. something opposite yeah do that's re- it yeah when you're not feeling like working out because you're feeling shit hmm. that is the best time to do it yeah or then you'll feel like working out at the end of it another another thing that i find really good in those sort of situations mm. is put your workout clothes on yeah just just put put the clothes on what was i was listening to a podcast a while ago and it was about like how to motivate yourself to just go to gym yeah and one of the things i was saying is if you struggle to like go to gym and work out just on the way home drive to the gym walk in stand there for five minutes and then leave yeah get in the habit of just going there and eventually you will start to get in the habit of actually doing something while you're there because i think the hardest point they were saying like you know the hardest point is actually going yeah um but then i mean one thing you can talk about there is home gyms versus gyms but anyway that's Mm. off off topic but um it's just that idea though like you're saying it's like just put on the clothes like get in the get Get in in the the headspace of doing whatever you need to be doing 100 percent um yeah, no, that's a really good point. And it's really funny, though, is what you say. Like, um, when you're feeling one way, try and listen to something that you want to be. Do something opposing. When I'm in an excited state, like at, when I'm at home, like cooking before Amy gets home or whatever, 
I actually put on really melancholy music and it's to bring me back down, I think. Mm, to balance you out. Well, just to kind of like, it, I got to settle in for the night. Do you know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. The only times I'm listening to excitable music is going to work or if I'm like drinking or something and trying to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise I'm listening, I'm always listening to mellow stuff. Hmm. I um I, I I really like listening to Melly stuff too. So like, what? That's a really good point you're bringing up. Though. I'm gonna think about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, everyone has a different idea of what's happy music. So like, happy music. Well, it, to and me it doesn't have to be music. Be it could yeah, be like looking be, at art or watching yeah, a film. Or literally or sitting down on your couch, reading and a book. S- no, smile to yourself. Yeah. Like. Yeah, simple stuff. Because that can also help reduce your inner dialogue. That can be a bit pestering. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it can be a very effective silencer of something that may be opposing in your mind. So when you're feeling crap, I don't know, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like everyone has an inner dialogue. Or li- I don't think that's true. Okay, well, most people it, have an inner dialogue. No, no oh yeah, no. I'm, when you say inner dialogue, you mean like, because um, I think I'm, I'm just saying that as if it's something different, but I think you, when you think, do you hear a voice? I hear my own voice. Yeah, yeah, some people don't. This needs to be a topic of another podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, continue though. Sorry. No, I'm like, oh. That's just, no, because I, I actually do know that some people don't have that inner dialogue. Mm. But when you mean inner dialogue, you mean like self. the discussion between yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Not like, I'm not... I don't hear voice. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. A, <laughs> I wonder if that's where schizophrenia spawns from though, is the inner dialogue and then... Do you know what? Anyway, it'd be interesting to go into. It would be. Anyway, we should do research. That. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, well, yeah. Um, anyway, so I feel like a good silencer sometimes when my inner dialogue is reinforcing my bad mood mm-hmm. is. <laughs> this sounds totally crazy. I'm not actually crazy, but I will um, smile to myself or laugh. <laughs> it sounds crazy. Stop laughing at me. There is science. That supports I'm sure there is. my hypothesis <laughs> that when you smile, yeah, it releases dopamine. Yeah. Dopamine you makes have to you use feel more happy. Muscles as well. You do. You have to use more muscles, and your mood will change. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, like, it just sounds dumb when you say it out. It, well, it just sounds dumb because it's like, why would you just laugh at nothing that's funny? Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe something more or think of something that's funny yeah yeah or think of like a really cool time in your life yeah. that made you feel good and smile about it yeah. i don't know man i'm not trying to but sound you, like what you're saying is put yourself in the headspace yeah. yeah and that you have the power to do that is what i'm yeah. what i'm asserting yeah yeah um <laughs> it's interesting hey yeah yeah i'm just thinking about like the the song stuff still that's the fun thing about these conversations. Every time we have them and then I'm listening back to them, I'm just like, oh, where has that been going on in recently? Yeah. Um, <sighs> I reckon they all like sort of turn to come around at some point. Like like you were talking about like um, the discussions you've had with people recently have like correlated with stuff we've spoken about in the pod that you hadn't really given too much stock. Yeah, yeah. And now you're rethinking it going actually that. <laughs> That was a big idea. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, just little things. I'm like, oh, whatever, and then they'll it's resonated with them a bit more. Yeah. Um, well, has there been times where you've been in a mental funk and you haven't been able to sort of like pull yourself out of it? 
Yeah, I reckon I was depressed about two years ago. Um, when I, well, probably a bit, even a year before that, when I just finished my internship. Um, and I think it came down to what, reanalyzing it then, I think what it was is, because I went from school to uni to work. Like I haven't, yeah. I haven't had a break, which is fine. But what what you're set up for with school is that that, that it is drilled into the goal orientation. Like yeah. I think that's what school and uni, it's like, okay, you're going to graduate primary school, big achievement. Then you're going to graduate high school, big achievement. Then you're going to go to a trade, you're going to get a trade or you're going to go to uni, you're going to get a thing. So you're always getting the... You, um, institutions are always putting these big goals in front of you yeah. and you're always striving to achieve them. And then I think once I got that point, it was like, oh, now I'm going to get my internship. And then it's like, got my internship in a hospital, which was a big achievement. Then I finished it, big achievement, got a job, big achievement. Yeah. And then there was nothing. Ah, right? So, well, not even plateaued. It was more like, I think I had a ceiling. It was like purposefulness. It was like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Um, so I think for a while there, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. Now, a lot of people would go like the career path. And I think that's the traditional way to go would be, all right, now I'm going to start accelerating in my career and trying to get achieved in that regard. Perfectly acceptable. Not something I value. And I had to realize that to then realign how I was feeling. Well, that's, that's challenging. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that was a ch- challenging path for me. And I think that's why it's taken so long because it is very, I think, contrary to what society dictates of you. Yeah, you go against the grain. I think I have in that regard for sure. Yeah. And because of that, it took me way longer to think that way. And you know what? One of the biggest... I think I started to come out of it maybe, I want to say a year and a half ago. Mm. I think I was, I, th- I legitimately think I was depressed for a while. And um, I think I started to come out of it and it's going to sound really cheesy when I listen to a podcast from Andrew Yang. I love him. Yeah. And he's introduced the idea of UBI to me and he has a very humanistic approach, which is like people have inherent value regardless of their work. And I think that was what I needed to hear. Just that bit of like what you're doing day to day isn't what defines your value. Yeah. And then as soon as I heard that, I went, fuck, that's a great idea. Consumed so much media about <laughs> work. That's why you know so much about UBI now. Yeah. I learned so much about UBI. Um, followed his presidential race because mm-hmm. I really believed in him. Um, started looking at all sorts of things about um, the psychology behind work, behind meaning. Yeah. Dove into that and then have come out the other side of that, feeling better about myself. But that's such a long journey to get out of. And I could say now... Yeah, I have my bad days, but I don't think I'm depressed anymore. Yeah, there's a very big difference. But it took like four years. Do you know what I mean? And it had to get to the point as well where I realized I was depressed. Yeah, well, that (sighs) self-actualization is fundamental. Yeah. So So being depressed, realizing I'm depressed, figuring out why I'm depressed, which didn't happen until someone kind of 
when I listened to that podcast, I remember the night because um, Amy and I were going out yeah. and I was, I think I was like 30 minutes into it and um, I was just sitting on the couch and Amy's getting ready. And then she's like, all right, we're ready to go. I literally did not want to go anymore. I was obsessed with this podcast. I listened to it all the way to the, wherever we were going in the car. Yeah. Didn't talk to Amy at all. And then uh, I still had like 20 minutes left of it when we got wherever. And I think even when we were walking to wherever we had to go, I was just obsessed with it because everything he was saying just completely resonated with how I was feeling about myself. Um. So yeah, I'll never forget it. And it's so funny that it, how weird of a day is it where this American politician who has no influence in my life at all yeah. has had such a profound impact um, just because of introducing ideas to me That's that no one power, else was saying. The like, power of ideas. Power of the internet. That is the internet <laughs> in its prime, I think. That's exactly what it's there for. It kind of uh, makes so much more sense to me now why... And it's why I started get, It's why I got into listening to podcasts and all yeah. that because yeah this is all, it's all making so much more sense <laughs> I, feel like I understand you more now <laughs> having known yeah um but yeah like i was saying like then you need like and because of that bit that was like the pin like absolutely nailed how i was feeling yeah i listened to it and took it on board that's another you, skill right yeah you've done literally every step that we've spoken about yeah and then researched a lot more i was probably still depressed because i was now i'm like mulling it and trying to figure it out trying to get information about it all the knowledge is power yeah so much and then it became okay cool this is now a set of beliefs i can adopt after i've figured it out apply those set of beliefs to my priorities yeah and then align it again and then now it's in the now i've i think last year i was in the process of trying to align what i'm doing with my priorities and now i think i'm achieving what i you know, my priorities and my actions are in sync. So I'm like feeling really good. Mm. And that's the journey. And I think that's the journey everyone should try and take. I think so too. And the hardest part is that first bit. Yeah. Because you can't really control it. You can't. Well, I couldn't. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to ride it out. Oh, but the danger of that though is if you're depressed and you're just riding it out, you're going to keep going lower and lower and lower and lower. We live in a good country where there is a bit of support to stop people from falling off that brink but you know you gotta remember the intervention for me was listening to a random fucking podcast from a guy i'd never heard of yeah. like what are the chances of that happening i know but it still happened yeah definitely but um i think writing out the lulls is a good idea but what i was doing with my depression probably wasn't a good idea i should have made i i should have been... seeked a bit of help you think yeah okay yeah okay well, there's... When I was just shouldering, you know, soldering on, I shouldn't have. Suffering in silence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of power in talking about these things. And it can absolutely push you towards, a, I guess, a faster recovery. But, you know, it, what happened happened and you wrote it out the way that you did mm -hmm. and you still are better off for it. 100% I believe that. Yeah. I think as well, when you look back on how, like, even if you are depressed, you should be or any, any stage in life, you should be constantly looking... Because everyone always says like, oh, visualize where you want to be in five years. Visualize where you want to be in 10 years, etc." And yeah. that's like goal setting. But what you should also do is, all right, visualize where you were five years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. Think about how much you've improved. Exactly. Or how much you've not improved. And if you haven't improved, you need to correct why you haven't. Yeah. And that's, you know, I bring up rigorous self-critique. That's all part of it. Yeah, I totally agree. 
Bit of a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it all aligns with... Goal orientation. Goal orientation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that aligns with coming out of times... Bad times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And especially with motivation. I think, it's all tied in. Yeah. And I think like one of the most powerful things you can do to make yourself be, feel better is just do the stuff you want to do. And I, there's so much pressure not to do those things. Yeah. But when you do them, like... I don't mean like base stuff, like go out and fuck a whole bunch of people and do drugs and that sort of shit. Like, <laughs> do you know what? Like, Is that your... Uh, no, but like some people probably would take it that way. We're like, yeah, I just want to be a sleaze bag. It's like, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. something a bit more than that. It's like, you know, what do you want to be doing? Oh, I want to be baking cakes. Well, bake a cake occasionally. Yeah. Just yeah, do it. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Give, who does that yourself, hurt? No one. Yeah. Give yourself time to do the things you're into. Yeah. Yeah, if you 100%. like playing video games, just play them occasionally. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Like, don't feed into... Like, if people are telling you it's bad for you, like, it, it maybe um, the amount you're doing is bad for you, but... Everything in moderation, right? Y- yeah. You know, if you, like, one day you're like, I just want to go for a drive. Just do it. Just go for a drive. Hmm. See what happens. Yeah. You'll feel better because of it. Yeah. You'll feel like you've achieved something. Absolutely. Even if you've just gone for a walk. Defib your life. Yeah. It is. It, that's such a... Yeah. Boom. 100%. Yeah. Well... That's my thoughts. Well, I think we covered it pretty well. I do want to... Um, We have a bit more time. Yeah. So, let's talk about... We are going to release a pod online, right? Yeah. Which will have already been released when people hear this. Oh, the lying one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's going to be released before people hear this one. But... While we were recording that, a lot of things like resonated with me a lot and I've actually been able to implement things that we spoke about into my personal life and I've been so much more better off for it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to highlight the power of open discussion on these topics and how much I really am enjoying doing this podcast with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Yeah. I I enjoy it. Um, Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's um, it's a really good facilitator of personal growth. I think so. Absolutely, and it's stuff we would be doing anyway. Yeah, and it um, I mean, one thing that people should do at home, I think, like that this ramble that I've just had, it's yeah. like that's one that I have had with myself, like, and thought about a lot. Um, you should be doing that at home. I think like I think that so that you need to do that level of personal reflection. Because it will help you deal with whatever struggle is directly in front of you. Mm. And it helps you also, like, we talk about prioritization, but there's also, like, value in deprioritizing your stresses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Things that are maybe inherently right in your face, if you actually analyze your priority set versus this, you're going to deprioritize your stressor and it's not going to stress you as much. 100%. I think that's what I've done with work. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like it can be any little thing. If someone just has a niggle at you or says something the wrong way, in that moment, you're going to be stressed. And if it's lingering with you, if, it, if it's making you feel bad, you've got to just think, well, hang on, does that move the fluff and all that? Yeah. What is actually making it stick? That's right. There's something else. It's usually not that. And if it stressor. is garbage, then it's like, well, why am I putting stock in that? Boom. Bring yeah. it down. Bring get it down. rid of it. That's it. Move forward. Yeah. I reckon we should leave it there. Yeah. That's that a quick one. one. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> See you guys. See ya.